почуєш серце зов, як заграє раптом кров, не турбуйся, не лякайся. Ось любов, а любов річ неземна, не спатена чарівна, ні від мови ти не в силі, ні ти, ні я. Ти з любові собі не жартуй, і з моїх очуттів не кипкуй. Бо що сталося мені, може статися й тобі, а за те ти мене не вірнуй. Бо не знаєш години ні дня, як в один так заб'ються серця. Не поможе тоді чи ніч, ніхто тобі, Любов завіта Не поможе Ти дівчі нічого Ніхто тобі Як до тебе любов завіта group called Kiev Orchestrio and a song called Tivs Lubovi Sobi Nezertui, which translates as You Don't Joke About Love. Dobry den, shinovni radio suchachi, tavitayu vas vsich na radio peredachu nash holos radio krinskoho korinya, yaka podiesi vams yuhodni, tak yaki kojni serede, sudinasi toy do trinasi toy hodene, na radio stansi chly, stoi deni sim fm umisine naimo. Primikrofoni tsihodenu je pavlina, a nastupnu hodenu budisvame oksana. Yaku yu shorishale perebutis name nastupnik dvokhoden, memama dujasi kavi novene nasionishni prochami. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm Paulette Demchuk-McCory, Pukarinska Pavlina, and I'll be your host for this first hour. Oksana Pobarezhnik will be here at 12 noon to host the show in Ukrainian. I'm delighted to have you with us. We've got a great program lined up for you. In this hour, we'll have an interview with Debbie Provence of St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Church in Parksville, and she'll be telling us about Easter traditions, including Easter baskets. And she'll also have a pair of tickets to give away for their upcoming pierogi supper this Friday. So stay tuned for that. We've also got episode five of Joan Brander's Pesenka Power podcast, and today it'll be all about using the pencil technique on Pesenka. And last week I misidentified her episode four podcast, and uh, that was not all about dyes because that was episode three. Episode four was all about creating geometric designs. So today it'll be all about using a pencil to help you create those great geometric designs. And on Ukrainian Jewish heritage, Myra Janik, who is our usual Kanishka Corner book review 
reviewer will be reviewing a book for Ukrainian Jewish heritage. And this is an incredible book called Jews and Ukrainians, A Millennium of Coexistence. And it was co-authored by Paul Robert Magotchi and Johannin Petrovsky-Stern. So stay tuned for that. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is a Canadian artist by the name of Odisha. And she's... um believe it's a reggae artist and uh, but she's got Ukrainian roots and so she's recorded some Ukrainian music and this is her first release it's called Chervonaruta the red rue <laughs> Я без тебе сидни у полоні печалі, може десь у лісах, ти чарзіла шукав, сонце руду знайшов, і на Ти весна, у дібровах зелений, 
Ukrainian-American singer Andriana from her recent CD, just released in uh, late November of 2018. It is called Pisnis Domu, Songs from Home. And that song was Tamnahori Krutaveja, which translates as On the Mountain. Well, Easter is just around the corner. A week from Sunday will be Easter Sunday on the Gregorian calendar. Two weeks from Sunday, April 28th, will be Easter Sunday on the Julian calendar, which uh, Orthodox churches around the world observe for religious holidays. St. Mary the Protectress Ukrainian Orthodox Church in Parksville is one of the churches that will be celebrating Easter according to the Julian calendar. St. Mary's is a longtime supporter of our program and the station and is involved in many community outreach programs. Their monthly pierogi supper is just one of those programs, albeit a very popular one. Debbie Provence is Vice President of St. Mary's. She joins us now by phone to tell us a bit about their upcoming Easter schedule, Ukrainian Easter traditions, and she also has a pleasant surprise for listeners who love pierogies. So Debbie, welcome back to Nasholos. Thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on your program. Yes, it's great to have you. So uh, before we get chatting about Easter, uh, let's talk about your April pierogi supper, because it's a little bit different, and you've got a little bit of a surprise for our listeners. Yes. So uh, we always have a pierogi supper. It's the, usually the last Friday of the month, um, because Good Friday is would be the fourth Friday. We're doing it this Friday from 5 until 7, and our address is 594 Carl's Way in Parksville. And uh, I have two free meals for our dinner this Friday. So you're going to give the instructions for calling <laughs> in and then my number and we can connect and I can give them the two tickets. Oh, great. So that's two uh, tickets for pierogi supper this Friday, April 12th at St. Mary's. So what's on the menu? Pierogies, of course. Oh, well, <laughs> we have pierogies, absolutely, sausage. Uh, every meal also has coleslaw, sour cream, onions. You get a dessert and a beverage all together. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, that's a, good... a great feat. Yeah. <laughs> What's If you have to buy a ticket, how much does it cost? Um, if you want the sausage, it's 14 and the pierogi meal is $12, uh, and there's 12 pierogies on your plate. And we also have frozen pierogies to sell, too. So oh, okay. you can take some home. Awesome. Okay. So uh, we'll get that number from you before you leave, and it'll be the first caller uh, who will lay claim to a pair of tickets. So if you love pierogies, stay with us. Now, pierogies are super delicious and enjoyed year-round, pretty ubiquitous. But at Easter, we get to enjoy some wonderful ritual foods that are specific to the holiday and often have deep symbolic meaning. Uh, You know, Debbie, I have fond memories of helping my mom arrange ham, eggs, cheese, Easter bread, other yummy foods in a special basket. And we'd carefully carry it to church to be blessed on Easter morning. Will you be taking a basket to church this year? I absolutely will. And, you know, in that basket are all the foods that we have not been having for 40 days. And so we have uh, two kinds of bread, a pasca, uh, which is a braided bread, and a babka, which is a sweet bread. And we always have bread because Christ is our bread of life. Mm -hmm. We have eggs, which represents the resurrection, and horseradish, which is the passion. Bacon, which is God's mercy, cheese, and, you know, throughout our lives, 
as Christians, we should always have moderation in that, showing moderation. Salt is about the duty of Christians to others. Ham is about the joy and abundance for Easter butter, and it's often molded in the shape of a lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for the goodness of Christ. And we always have sausage, which is God's favor and generosity. And so what we do is we put portions of each of this food into the basket with pesenke, which are eggs that are decorated, and then a kresenka, which is one color, often it's red. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, our tradition in the morning when we were going to church, we, our grandfather would have us wash our faces with the kresenka in the bowl before we go to yeah we go to church uh, for the service before sunrise and we bring the shroud back into the church and after that we do our Easter service so and, it's great yeah um yeah Easter is is a beautiful beautiful service so when are services at St Mary's um, so we have the 12 gospel readings on the Thursday, um, which is April 25th. Yes. And then the seven o'clock at our church. And then we have the Good Friday service at again seven o'clock in the evening on the 20th. 27th. 7th. Yes. And then on the 28th, we have a 7 a.m. service and we do it all. Father Udod is coming uh, from Winnipeg to join us for all those services. This oh, oh, how nice. So so you have yeah. visiting priests and you have it on Easter Sunday. How nice. Yes. Oh, lovely, lovely. So um, the last Friday of April is the 26th, and uh, St. Mary's will be observing Good Friday, which is solemn, and as you mentioned, strict day of fasting still, yes. uh, I guess uh, the, the second last of the 40 days of Lent. Right. So you'll be holding your pierogi supper this coming Friday, April 12th. And as we mentioned earlier, you've got tickets to give away. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, so what people, what number should people call? Um, my number is 250-729-6143. Okay. And repeat it once more. 250-729-6143. Six one four three, and I'm looking forward to answering that telephone. <laughs> okay, so Debbie is standing by with a pair of tickets to St. Mary's Pierogi Supper this coming Friday. And a reminder once more that Easter services will be taking place um, for most people in the Gregorian calendar. It'll be uh, next weekend, um, April nineteenth, uh, twentieth, and twenty first. And at St. Mary's, it will be the following weekend. And starting, you said, on the 25th, there's a Thursday service? Yes, the gospel readings are at 7 o'clock. And then the Good Friday service will be on the 26th at 7 p.m. And then on Sunday morning, the 28th, we will have uh, service beginning at 7 a.m. After the Divine Liturgy, then we'll have our basket blessing. Okay, wonderful. Well, um, have fun putting together your basket. Maybe I'll see you there. And thank you so much for chatting with us today. And we'll just get that number once more from you for okay. listeners to call in for this Friday's pierogi supper. Sure. The address is 594 Carl's Way in Parkville. My number is 250 
Okay, super. So call 250-729-6143. The first caller to get through to Debbie will get a pair of tickets for this Saturday or this Friday's pierogi supper at St. Mary's in Parksville. Debbie, thank you once again for chatting with us and um, have a joyous and blessed Easter. Thank you. The same to you, Paul. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I was speaking with Debbie Provence, Vice President of St. Mary the Protectress Ukrainian Orthodox Church, located at 594 Carlsway in Parksville. Once again, the first caller through at 2507296143 will be the lucky winner of two tickets to St. Mary's Pierogi Supper this Friday, April 12th in Parksville, and it is delicious food, so pick up that phone and dial. Two five zero seven two nine six one four three, two five zero seven two nine six one four three, and just a reminder: Saint Mary's is a proud sponsor of Nasholos and this station. Vesluhite radio programu Nasholos Radio Krinskoho Korenia na radio stansi CHLY Stoydeni CMFM umistinanaimo hovarit Pavlina. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host, Paulina. Up next, Millennia from Edmonton, picking up the pace a little bit. Here they are with Oi Chorna, Yesu Chorna. I am a dark-eyed beauty.
And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. I'm Myra Janik in Toronto for Nash Hollis Ukrainian Roots Radio. In this edition of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage, we will be discussing Jews and Ukrainians, a millennium of coexistence by Paul Robert Magachi and Johannan Petrovsky-Stern. Jews and Ukrainians, a millennium of coexistence, is a comprehensive historical account of the relationship between Jews and ethnic Ukrainians, both in Ukraine and the diaspora. It was written primarily for a North American audience, but it has also been published in the Ukrainian language. It receives a special recognition award at the 2016 Lviv Book Forum, commissioned by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter and published by the University of Toronto Press. This book attempts to fill the gap of what Jews and Ukrainians know about each other. In the introduction, the writers state, there is much that ordinary Ukrainians do not know about Jews and that ordinary Jews do not know about Ukrainians. There is even more that Jews and Ukrainians do not know about themselves. In the twelve thematic chapters of this book, the writers construct a parallel narrative of the two groups, looking at settlement patterns, history, economics, culture, religion, language, literature, theater, architecture, art, music, the diaspora, as well as contemporary political and social life. Each writer wrote separately, one concentrating on ethnic Ukrainians and one concentrating on Jews. However, they also collaborated in sections. They soon discovered that what emerged from our parallel narrative was a single story in which ethnic Ukrainians and Jews displayed as many similarities as differences. The book begins with an examination of how stereotypes, perceptions, and misperceptions, often based on blatant prejudice, cloud relations between Jews and Ukrainians. The relationship between the two groups goes back a thousand years. The first Jewish settlers moved to Ukrainian lands as maritime merchants from the Mediterranean basin. They settled in the coastal towns of the Black Sea, along with Greek colonists. During the time of Kievan Rus, Jews started arriving from Central Europe and settling in the central and northern Ukrainian towns. There are references to Jewish settlers in the literature of the period. Jews and Ukrainians continued to live together in the land that is contemporary Ukraine for hundreds of years, despite rule by foreign governments. By 1900, the inhabitants on the lands of present-day Ukraine totaled 30.6 million, comprised of 72.4% ethnic Ukrainians and 8.7% Jews. In sharp contrast, after the tragic events of the 20th century, such as the Holocaust and the Holodomor, today's ethnic Ukrainian population is about 37.5 million, with a Jewish population of only 84,000 or 0.02% living mostly in cities such as Kiev, Odessa, Dnipropetrovsk, and Kharkiv. This volume is full of intricate information, insightful historical analysis, detailed graphics and maps, as well as very relevant photographs. At times the detail almost seems encyclopedic, 
but the writers managed to make each and every section relevant and readable. Those new to Ukrainian studies will learn a great deal about Ukraine's history and culture. Those who have studied both Ukrainian and Jewish culture will appreciate the commentary and the analysis of historical events. Researchers will definitely appreciate the extensive list of resources at the end of this book. Perhaps the most important theme in this book is the evolving relationship between Jews and Ukrainians. The writers describe historical conflicts between the two groups during the Khmelnytsky era, Polish rule, anti-Jewish pogroms of the 1880s, Babinyar, the Holocaust, and Soviet rule. However, they also describe collaboration between the two groups during World War II, the Gorbachev era, the Orange Revolution, Kiev's Maidan, and contemporary Ukraine. There is an extensive examination of links between the two groups in terms of language, art, literature, and cultural life. Paul Robert Magachi is Professor of History and Political Science and holds the John Yaremko Chair of Ukrainian Studies at the University of Toronto. Born in New Jersey, he completed his education at Rutgers, Princeton, and Harvard University. In 1996, he was appointed a permanent fellow of the Royal Society of Canada. He is interested in the history of nationalism, in particular among ethnic groups living in border areas. His recent works include With Their Back to the Mountains, A History of Carpathian Rus and Carpatho Rusins, and This Blessed Land, Crimea and the Crimean Tartars. Yohannan Petrovsky Stern is Professor of Jewish Studies and Jewish History at Northwestern University, where he is the Crown Family Professor of Jewish Studies. Born in Kiev, he completed his education at Moscow University and Brandeis University. He is interested in Jewish history, Slavic Jewish literature, and the history and culture of Ukraine. His recent works include The Golden Age Stell, A History of Jewish Life in East Europe, and Lenin's Jewish Question. Magachi and Petrovsky Stern have written an impressive book, packed with encyclopedic detail, while being as easy to read as a magazine. Although this book is unlikely to change deeply held perceptions, the writers believe that in order to properly appreciate Jewish-Ukrainian relations, Jews need to know as much about Ukrainians as Ukrainians need to know about Jews. Jews and Ukrainians, a millennium of coexistence, is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. I'm Myra Janik in Toronto for Nash Hollis Ukrainian Roots Radio. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com. широкое
and a song by a group called Luhansky Kozakir, which translates as Cossacks from Luhansk. Uh, that is an area in Ukraine that right now is occupied illegally by Russia. And that song was Heved no Solo, as a song from another era when Ukrainians were trying to shake off the Russian aggression. And that translates as, hey, there's a village. Coming up next, the Kuban Cossack Choir with a traditional Ukrainian folk song, Polubela Petrusia, I Love Peter.
slušajte radio predaču naš Holos radio našeho Korinja na radiostanciji CHLY 101.7 FM u mjestu Nanaimo. Hovorit Pavina. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host Pavina. Hi, I'm Joan Brander and you're listening to my Pesinka Power podcast. I love Ukrainian egg decorating. I've been doing it for several decades, ever since I was a child. I've amassed so much knowledge and experience over those years, I thought that podcasting would be a great way to share my passion with you. I'll be telling you about their history, legends, and symbols. On the practical side, there's tools and techniques used in making them, hints, tips, and do-it-yourself projects to talk about. Did you know that the fate of the world depends on Pesinka? There's an ancient Ukrainian legend that says, as long as pests and care are being made, evil will not prevail over good in the world. They're one of the greatest traditions of all time, so I hope that my podcast will inspire you. Welcome to episode 5 of my podcast. In my previous episode, I talked about geometric patterns on traditional pesinka. It was such a long-winded podcast, I hope you didn't tune out. Today, I'd like to keep it short and simple. Let's detract from the serious stuff for a minute and focus on technique. Even the most experienced egg artists use pencil lines as a framework to maintain geometric balance. I'd like to give you a few pointers on this, such as what type of pencil to use, how much of the design to pencil out, how to remove unwanted or unsightly pencil marks, and troubleshooting problems and solutions. For some people, it's not that easy to eyeball proportion and dimension on the curved surface of an egg. Others can do it quite easily, freehand. My husband Tom teases that I can make a star rosette perfectly balanced on an egg with my eyes closed. But that's only because I've done it so many times. One thing you can do to help distribute repetitive patterns on an egg evenly is to use pencil guidelines. When writing pesinke, you should strive for balance and symmetry as much as possible. Did you notice that I used the term writing pesinke? I did this in other episodes too. That's because we say we write pesinke. They're not painted, stenciled, nor drawn. They're written. So let's get into the content of this episode on pencil guidelines and start with the basics. I'm often asked, what type of pencil do you use? My answer is that I use one with a very hard lead. Most office supply and art stores carry different grades of both hard and soft pencils. A very hard lead works best. I usually use a number two or number three. I find that anything softer will smudge or rub off. Keep your pencil sharpened to a fine point. I like to use a lead pencil for this. It should go without saying that you should not use a ballpoint pen or marker. As for how much of the design to pencil out, don't pencil the entire design. Remember that the title of this podcast is Pencil Guidelines, and that is what you want. Just a few visible marks to help balance the distribution of your symbols and designs. You should use very little pressure and make long, smooth lines rather than short, sketchy ones. Make your pencil guidelines only on the white eggshell. It's very seldom that I add pencil to any parts of the colored egg. 
Most of all, avoid erasing, because erasing can make your eggshell non-receptive to the dyes. And when all is said and done, you'll have a blotchy area that can't be fixed. If you haven't pressed too hard with your pencil, the marks should come off when you remove the beeswax. Most beginners will learn to make Pesinka with a dark background color. In that case, if the pencil doesn't come off with the beeswax, it will be covered up by the darker dye colors. Let's say you've done everything I've suggested and the pencil lines are still showing. Here's a couple of troubleshooting problems and things you can do to fix them. If you have pencil marks showing through the lighter dyes, especially white areas of your egg, use a white eraser to remove them. You can purchase a white eraser at most stationery stores. In later episodes, I'll be talking about a technique called bleaching. These types of pesinka have large areas of white on them, so they may be more vulnerable to unwanted pencil lines showing up. On background colors other than white, I've used paint thinner on a Q-tip quite successfully. I gently wipe off the pencil marks. Again, a very light touch is important to prevent the dye from rubbing off. I've even used certain types of nail polish remover and spot remover to get rid of pencil marks that I don't want to show. Let me wrap up this episode on the importance and technique of using pencil guidelines with one more tip. Add a small jar of paint thinner to your kit of Pesinka supplies. You never know when it might come in handy. For example, after you've melted off the beeswax from your Pesinka, there might be small traces of beeswax clinging to the pores of the egg. You can use a small amount of paint thinner on a tissue or cotton ball to gently wipe away your pesinka. The colors will appear much brighter because they won't have the residue of dark beeswax distorting the colors. As you research more about pesinka, whether from this podcast, from my website, babasbeeswax.com, or from other resources, you'll learn many techniques to nurture your interest and desire to write a perfect pesinka for you. That's it for the main part of this episode. Now let's move on to talk about my recommendations for books and bits. In each episode of this podcast, I've been commenting on resources to support the topics covered, including various techniques that can be used. They're also on my website, babasbeeswax.com. There's no shortage of books dealing with the technique of Pesinka, with many of them showing diagrams and pictures. I've found that the best resource books include basic division marks to make with a pencil. There's a family of authors in Minneapolis who have done a fabulous job of writing a series of numbered books just like this. I've used them for years and have them all in my personal collection. I highly recommend ordering one for yourself to enrich your library on the topic of Pesinka. I think it's best to start with book one and go from there. Maybe request one as a gift from a loved one for your birthday or a special day. They're available for purchase along with supplies, kits, and other books from my store, Baba's Beeswax. Right next to the books listing on the Baba's Beeswax online store is an icon which links you directly to our YouTube channel. There's several playlists to watch, but the one I want to lead you to is the book preview video clips. You'll see me flip through the pages to see the format, colorful covers, and contents of featured Pesinka designs. Well, that's all for today. 
Join me again for the next episode, just in time for Easter. In case you're still not sure if pets and care are right for you, or if you're just running out of time before Easter, I'll be talking about other types of Ukrainian decorated eggs that are quick and easy. Before I go, allow me to tell you about Baba's Beeswax and how you can get in touch with me. Back in 1991, sitting around the dining room table with my family, it got me thinking that, well, maybe I should do more with my egg decorating hobby. We came up with the whimsical name Baba's Beeswax. Since then, Baba's Beeswax has been doing a lot of buzzing. We have a website at babasbeeswax.com. Our studio comes alive with workshops and demonstrations. We write books, pamphlets, teaching aids, and videos. We have a library for all the publications we produce and collect. Not only that, we have a gallery of all the pesenke we've made and collected. Please drop by for a visit. We're located in Richmond, British Columbia. If you like shopping in person, it's very easy to get to. We're not far from the Vancouver International Airport. And for our American friends, we're just a few hours drive north of Seattle. For shopping on the internet, you can visit our online store at babasbeeswax.com. We've had it since 1997. Pardon the pun, but we've been buzzing around for a long time. We're doing our best to keep up with technology, so we're connecting with you on YouTube, Facebook, and other platforms. Now we're podcasting, and we're very excited to be doing that. You too can follow the buzz by giving us your comments or a thumbs up. We're here to help you choose kits and supplies, like the beeswax, kiska, and dyes you'll need. You can get everything you need all year round, not only at Easter. In case you missed anything, you can listen to my podcast again. We've put the audio file on our website, babasbeeswax.com. Or you might like reading along, so we've put the transcript there too. That's it for me, Joan Brander of Baba's Beeswax. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Ти здоровий, тут до Канади, Хоп, шук,
Kanada, Kajska Romada, Muzičenki, Rajte, Avesi, Muljajte, Papšum, Kanada, Kajska Romada, Muzičenki, Rajte, Avesi, Muljajte, Dajte kavaljima, Pačku, Marharini, Kuvajte zdorovi, Nitu do Marini, Kuvajte zdorovi, Nitu do Marini. Mickey and Bunny with uh, John Denver remake set in Manitoba rather than Virginia. And of course, that was Country Roads. And before them, a much younger and more contemporary group. They are called Molodzi, which means young people. And that song was a song all about immigration to Canada. Hopshup Kanade. Tsihodenu Bulazvame Pavina, Nahadu Yuvesukite Radio Pratamu Nash Holos Radio Nasha Hokurinya. Salashaitis is Naminestupnuhudenu. Dali Perdiu Mikrofonu Oksani. Zaprosiu, Poslukitrohe Proistoriu, Itredeci Rospovist Oksana. Alla Peritemia Kochu Salashitavas de Kimislavame Mudrostea. Kto dobre svi fach znaya, toi Nikola sebe ne zavstidaya. And our proverb of the week translates as, Whoever knows his occupation well will never have cause to be ashamed. And that brings us to the end of the first hour of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio 
here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. Please stay with us as Oksana takes over the microphone to host the next hour in Ukrainian. Meanwhile, please join me here again next Wednesday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon. And until then, do stay in touch with both Oksana and me via our Facebook page and Twitter. In between broadcasts, please visit us online where you'll find transcripts and the podcast feed, guest interviews, and other features. And that's www.nashholos.com. So stay tuned next for the Nasholos Ukrainian Hour with Oksana, followed by Wellness Wednesday to learn how to be healthy naturally. And at 2 p.m., join Gord Bibby for two hours of great oldies on Groovin' with Bibby G. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nasholos and CHLY 101.7 FM. Thanks so much for listening. Dozusrichi. <laughs> Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.